Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. to go and a pucked up Dan Holpe watching a bad bounce out of the corner and a shot and a save made by Braden Holpe oh my as Alex Tuck was robbed on a puck that came bouncing out of the corner and Washington by a whisker still on top with 159 to go my goodness Braden Holpe off the face of the Capitals have won it Many doubted we'd ever see it, but here it is, the return to glory. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle Up Podcast, live here on Facebook, Periscope, and on YouTube. And we are glad to be with you on a Tuesday night. It is Tuesday, September the 15th, 2020. We got tons to talk about this week, including what did we learn, what do we know, what are we looking forward to. But first, make sure you follow us on all of our social media at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. We are uh, on Instagram and YouTube as well. If you go to any of our social media channels you'll find the link tree and that has every link including the subscribe links uh to our podcast as well as all of our twitters uh as well so make sure you check them out if you're following along with us in the live video please uh give it a like give it a share wherever you are uh, watching it and uh you know you can also leave some comments and we'll answer them throughout the show uh if you feel like doing that um, you, uh, also want to check out our home network, NGSC sports at NGSCsports.com, hitting over 600,000 hits and, uh, and, and visits, I believe in the, uh, in the month of August. So it's, uh, continuing to get bigger and better over at the home network. And then we also stream daily. And I think we're streaming live, uh, on leabsports.com tonight as well. L E E I B sports. Uh, dot com. Just uh, me and the brother again tonight. Uh, Matt and Dave have other things going on. Uh, one is uh, help is setting up his new house, and one uh, is in the process of selling his house. So a lot of exciting things going for the team. But uh, glad to have Sean back with me this week. Sean, how you doing this week, pal? Oh, you know, uh, living the dream down here. Uh, I'd say it's the. The Shawnshine State, it should probably change. I feel like it's been raining for a week and a half. So uh, with plenty more to come, right in the next couple of days. So plenty of time indoors to catch is, up on any highlights I miss. Is the uh, Are either of those hurricanes coming your way? I know there's one that's supposed to drop like two and a half feet of rain or a foot and a half of rain like in Louisiana, but I don't know if that's 
Yeah, I think we're going to get some of that. I, I think I heard it's it's bearing a bit east um, in its path. It's not going to collide with Florida, but but uh, you know they're big storms. So you know all you sure. got to do is catch the edge of it, and we're right on the coast. So uh, there it is. We got oh, looks like uh, in the comments got my man Jake uh, who lives down here in St. Pete with me. He's in Louisville. Uh, Louisville. I hope I said that right. Uh, but, hey, uh, what's going on, Jake? There. Welcome in, man. And he's over on the YouTube, him. so it's good to know we got some people. Uh, How about that? Checking us out on the YouTube, yeah. Getting want to get the subscriber numbers up there uh, as well. So, Sean, obviously, we uh, we the first week of both college and the NFL are in the books. So, um, obviously, going into it, there was a lot of questions. What was the products going to look like we got a small sample of it on Thursday night uh, with the with the NFL, um, and then this past weekend, of course, college kicking off. Um, although no real games of note. I mean, um, you know, Notre Dame was at two thirty. Uh, Clemson and Wake Forest played in the night game. Like the rest of the afternoon slate was just. Um, it was it was worse than a normal opening week. I mean, it was it was rough. It was uh, it was absolutely rough. It was not a good opening slate. Uh, a few more bigger games this week, but I think the SEC starts play um, next weekend. So we'll talk about that on next week's show, um, and then uh, and then maybe the Big Ten. I'm, I'm kind of keeping my eye over here um, on uh, on on the Twitter because uh, the, there was word that, that the Big Ten was going to vote. We'll talk about that. Uh, in a little bit, but Sean, let's talk about week one and, 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 um, we'll get to the overreactions in our question of the week when we talk about the NFL, but, um, what, what, what did you like? What did you not like from week one in, in football? I mean, for me, it was obviously different with less fans or no fans. And in most cases, the NFL, NFL, there was no fans, uh, except in Florida, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, well, I guess in Kansas City last Thursday as well. Yeah. But but in in, in yeah. college there was varying degrees of fans or, or no fan. I know Wake Forest didn't have any. Uh, Notre Dame, I think there was around eighteen thousand. Uh, Florida State had they now they like they said they said it was only like seventeen or eighteen thousand. But man, it looked like more, and they were. Packed a lot tighter than they were at Notre Dame. I know that much. Yeah, people were sneaking out with ticket stubs, bringing their friends in. Something didn't look right. Yeah, uh, there in was, that scenario. It was uh, um, it was packed. But you know, I, I think week one, I, I I'm going to give the NFL some some credit. I, I feel like coverage wise and camera angle wise, I think they did a good job of keeping you on the playing field as much as they could. And um, I think um, I think as far as um, as the games itself. Uh, the ones with fans, it was nice to have. There was some pumping in of crowd noise mm-hmm. uh, in the games without, and, and I thought it was a little more noticeable than in some of the other sports. I, I thought they were trying to be a little bit over the top with it. Um, Jake, I do see I did not pronounce Louisville correctly. Uh, <laughs> hopefully I get better at it. I haven't been practicing. Uh, got to get got to get my uh, is that like, speech up. I was going to say. It's almost two it, syllables. I say, is that Louisville, like an accent thing, but, like uh, almost like New Orleans? there's a hidden like uh in there. like Louisville. Like there's a there's a hidden, I don't know. He, he's tried to coach me. But, uh, <laughs> but I, what I, one thing I thought was really interesting about the uh, the first week is um, how uh, in the very first game uh, with Kansas City and Houston, um, one of the big stories, despite half the fans being there, was the fans. 
uh, kind of the booing of the, you know, standing for uh, equality and, um, you know, you know, it's kind of one of those, I'm not going to get in a whole debate about it on this show, uh, but it's kind of one of those like, you know, all right, we'll move it to a different spot than the national anthem and, you know, the boos come out anyway. And, yeah, not a good you know, look. Were there a lot of boos? Were there not a lot of boos? Was it conveniently placed cameras? I mean, no, or microphones, nobody really knows, but, but that was interesting to see. Um, but I think, um, I think as far as projecting that, that volume, I, I mean, it was very clear to me they had plenty of microphones set up to amplify well and did you hear what what and at least i think it was just fox and cbs did you hear what they were like what they were doing so they they worked with nfl films and it was noticeable a difference between the the nbc games and like monday night football last night to the games on uh on, on fox and cbs on sunday the afternoon um, because the the networks worked with NFL Films, and they actually got audio from stadiums. So, like, uh, the, for an instance, um, there was a, a spot where the Jets, I think, had gone for it on fourth down and one, and they didn't they didn't convert. Right. And like, you could hear the crowd cheering and whatever. So what? And like, it was from that. Stadium. And it was from the Bills Stadium in that scenario. So they have. They have like generic crowd noise, but then they also have like extra stuff for specific scenarios, like an in, yeah, you know and it, an and interception and like stuff it, like that. Like it applied, like it did feel like you know when when there was a you know whether it was a boo or a cheer or a you know a heckle or whatever was going on, uh, especially when it was reacting to to penalties, things like that. It was very obvious that they had audio um, specifically for a bad interference penalty. The the audio was different than like holding on the offense so like even those things felt yeah. so, so in that in that sense it was very good but otherwise um you were right nfl was definitely a better product than than um than the college game was um i mean our irish gave us a little bit of a scare and duke duke put on a good show a for the bit, folks that, a little uh, bit especially in the first half uh, but duke's a good duke's a well-coached team i mean they're like they're kind of one of those ones i mean um it used to be that you know they may have stood a better chance if their basketball starting you know <laughs> 10 basketball players suited up and played um, it's not that case anymore. That no. Duke team has become way more competitive in the ACC than they used to be. And, um, you know, I, were it not for Clemson, um, you know, they might have a chance to, to you know, challenge for, for a top spot some of these years in the recent past. But, yeah, and, um, and, but yeah, and, college didn't really do anything else for me this week. No, no, absolutely not. I think I watched about a minute and a half of that Clemson-Wake Forest game just because uh, I was curious to see if there were fans in the building, <laughs> and there wasn't. And, yeah. And, yeah. Well, and the, the interesting thing, I mean, I know we talk about fans, and I don't mean to cut off the, the Florida State I meant to talk about, um, kind of came into play, you know, limited fans, whatever, but then they had a quite a long weather delay mm-hmm. in the middle of that game. Storms hit Tallahassee, and um, I mean, I was listening to it on the radio down here. Obviously, you get the feed for, for Seminoles games, and uh, they, um, yeah, they were just talking. I'm like, Where, where's the game? And, and here they were on a delay, and I'm thinking – 15,000 people in a concourse is a lot different than 15,000 people in a bowl. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So, you know, you tried to limit how many people were, were able to be there. And then, you know, they're kind of sandwiched into the tunnels behind the, the stadium. Cause I don't think they're allowed to be out there either in a storm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think each stadium is a little bit different. I, there's some that I don't, I don't know if that one's got a cover. I don't, I don't know that that one has well, any and, cover. And, and I don't know, like, cause I know, I remember one year, I think it was at Michigan state, Notre Dame at Michigan state. Uh, there was storms had come through and 
some fans just elected to sit out in the in the grandstands. So I don't know if if they force people out or not. By the way, the Islanders took a one nothing lead uh, hey, with, about, with about a minute uh, with a minute left. Of course, we'll you know don't we'll, call it a comeback. Obviously, we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, one half of the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals is already uh, set. The other half could potentially be locked up tonight, but not if that score don't change. Um, right. But so I don't know if, if college, if they're able, if now stadiums are, are forcing people out into the concourse and also depends on specific stadiums. I mean, Notre Dame, you know, you, you can pretty comfortably fit 20,000 or 18,000 people um, in the multiple concourses at, at Notre Dame Stadium because there's an upper concourse, there's a lower concourse, um, and, and they're, they're fairly large in size, especially since the, uh, since the addition um, I know when when uh, did, my wife and I were out there um, the, the, a couple of years ago when they were in the midst of the construction. I mean, the concourses were already bigger, and, and, and the, the, it wasn't even completed yet. So, but there, there's other stadiums that have very small concourses, so um, that can be a problem uh, as well. So, yeah, end of one in uh, in in well from Edmonton, but in Tampa, uh, one nothing Islanders. Uh, so we'll keep. Yeah. And keep an eye well, on that one. And, and on the lines of that, I was I was just thinking today they they run the ads um uh down here for the fans to watch and like to to do and they they call it being the distant thunder and I think that's pretty clever. Um, okay. They definitely they definitely other hockey down here more than I thought, but but the distant thunder I think is uh that's pretty is a solid. pretty clever way to do the like watch from a distance. And, sure, and be, you know, sure. I like it a lot. But yeah, you know I I think um. You know, for for what it, for what it was, yeah, I thought I thought the NFL did do uh, did do a very good job uh, with their coverages this weekend, um, and and you know it 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 felt like it felt like football. You know, I was I was very curious to see how how the NFL and and, and the broadcasts from from each place because obviously you know you're on CBS, you're on Fox, you're on uh, NBC and, and ESPN. Um, you know, I was really curious to see uh, how how it all um, how it all came came across, and um, and 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 obviously we'll get into some of the the NFL reactions uh, and overreactions with the with the question of the week in a little bit because I think a lot of my thoughts from 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 games can can fall into those categories. Um, so let's yeah let's let's move ahead here into the uh, into the college slate a bit, and um, there was already some changes, and and this was something we talked about. Last week, when we previewed these uh, both college and NFL seasons, and we've talked about it with baseball, and we've talked about it with with hockey and stuff, that you know, and, and hockey just hit seven weeks without a, a, a positive uh, COVID test. Um, but again, they're in a, they're in a bubble. Uh, Major League Baseball, I think, had a couple of games last week that were that were postponed uh, or over the weekend. College football, they didn't even make it through the first weekend before. No, uh, before no, things mid, so week, like yeah, Virginia Tech's not b- before before college game day even went on air nine a.m. Uh, on Saturday, Virginia v- Virginia Tech announced that their game that was supposed to take place uh, on September nineteenth this this coming weekend um, has had to be moved because Virginia Tech had some positive cases. No make update for that. Memphis Houston, uh, which was scheduled for uh, this Friday, that had to be moved. Uh, as well as BYU and Army for this weekend um, because of some positive uh, cases on BYU. Um, they they will hope to find a replacement date. No date has been announced for either of those games. And then I saw even on the Notre Dame broadcast, 
um, because it doesn't just affect the two those two teams that are playing that one game. Um, Duke was scheduled to play Virginia in November. Mm-hmm. That game has been moved up to the end of September when Duke was supposed to have an off week so that Virginia and Virginia Tech can reschedule their game later in the year. So um, I feel like this is something that we are going to continue to see uh, as the season goes on. Again, we you know, with the NFL, we, we talked about how it's a little bit easier to contain because even though you're not in a bubble, um, you know, you're not you don't have college kids going to class around college kids who are going to parties and and things like that. Um, so three games already that were moved because of positive tests and then others had to be moved because of those. So um, it's, it's going to be an, an evolving slate, uh, I think, as the season goes on. Yeah, and and then we touched on a little bit last week. I think um, you know when you're talking college campuses. I mean, I mean we've all been in that you know 18 to 22 um, age range, and and you know I, I touched on it last week. It's not a um, it's not an age group that that likes to listen to um, to direction and likes to to be told what to do. And and you know you can tell all you want about six feet, and you can tell all you want about you know contagious and you know, dangerous virus. And, and these kids, I mean, all they're seeing is like, well, I only get four years of college. Like I'm not going to waste it in a dorm room or locked in my house or taking classes online. They want the college experience. And, and, and a lot of these kids that go out there, I mean, I'm not going to say I, I blame them for that. I mean, as much as you, I mean, you're, they're going to be paying for this for as long as I'm going to be paying for this house. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, um, it's hard to argue with them. Um, you know, odds are they will be fine. The issue obviously is, you know, how far does that chain go and, and, you know, does it affect the sports and does it affect money coming into the school and does it affect, um, you know, other schools then, you know, you know, does, does sports, uh, create a larger, um, kind of risk factor for the spread of the virus? I I don't know. I would hope that the tests come rather quick. It seems like at least you can identify it a lot faster than we could when we, you know, talked months ago about will there be football so i'm hoping that um at the very least you can kind of just quell it and at the very worst case kill the season and just be like you know what didn't work we were wrong uh but i don't know maybe some teams just have to kind of withdraw and then like you kind of just deal with schedules from there if it, if it gets too bad in certain schools but yeah and, and, and we'll see what happens there but the nfl i think from what I'm seeing, looks like they have it and are going to have it together. I didn't think they would, uh, but it looks like they're going to be fine. Yeah, and that, that's another thing that, that has kind of come in question is if the Big Ten actually gets their shit together and actually plays, will every school play? Because that can come down to individual university presidents. That sure. could potentially come down to uh, state government saying, you can't do this. Um, but then again, when high school teams are playing and uh, NFL teams are playing, mm-hmm. then it's kind of hard to say, you know, like because I think I, I know Dan Patrick said yesterday that, you know, f- from what he heard, you know, Michigan, Michigan State won't be a part of it. Wisconsin may not be a part of it. Um, but if that's coming from a state level, the Lions are playing. Why can't Michigan play? So like there, there's. Well, and, and, and that's in, there's a lot of things that happen. Um when you draw the line from amateur to professional, I mean, I know collegiate players are now able to get paid for a likeness and things like that, but it's not, I mean, these are amateur athletes, they're students. 
Uh, they're paying to be there, not being paid to be there, at very least true. on paper. And um, it, it's a very different ball game. At a professional level, it's like your employer's call. The NFL players were given the option to opt, you know, to opt out. And I'm sure collegiate athletes will as well. But then what does that do to your scholarship eligibility and the NCAA eligibility? If there is a season and you've just chosen not to play, are you still eligible an extra year? I, I, think, um, I think I remember. I'm pretty sure they, they – I think you know, I remember that they act as being like a red shirt. Yeah, kind of seeing scenario. that that you know scholarships and, and eligibility would not be affected if, if players up there. You know, it, it, there's a lot of questions that come into play, and and you know, I mean, if I'm in the Big Ten and I'm a school that gets smacked around every year, I mean, obviously, you know, it brings in money either way. I mean, if you're a Northwestern or Purdue, I'm sure there's a share uh, from the Big Ten, and you know, could the Big Ten say, well, if you're not playing, you don't get the share? Um, I'm sure it would be perfectly within their right to do so. Um, but it's, I don't know. I feel like, you know, you got to make the call for your school. You got to make the call for your situation. Oh, sure. You know? and, sure. And every I state, unfortunately, different. the, the deep South where it's the worst <laughs> and it's been the worst, uh, is the one section of the country that's like, you know, we're, we're playing no matter what. And, and, and we used to, we joked a few weeks ago, we saw that, uh, meme that was just if back in March, if they'd have said, just stay in your house for three weeks and the college football season will be fine. <laughs> the whole South would have just locked up right? for like two months. Nobody would have moved. They'd have been like, all right, well, we're, we're in. Yeah. You know, what do you mean? Go, go Bulldogs. You know, like, yeah, like World Tide. I got to have my football. World Tide. Yeah. Um, but I don't even know if that's accurate because, uh, you know, it, like, you know, Saban's telling people, you know, if you want to, if you want a college football season, wear a mask <laughs> and there's, Videos of people just outside of bars and stuff in, yep. in Tuscaloosa, okay. just nope. you know, just just enjoying life. Um, I did see on Twitter from multiple sources. It doesn't look like a Big Ten decision will come down tonight. Um, gotcha. Potential vote That's tomorrow. We were ho- hoping to be live when it I happened. was. I was hoping. I always like when breaking news happens. But I did see a tweet earlier um, from uh, Brett McMurphy. He said uh, when or if the Big Ten announces plan to play. First option is to play eight games in nine weeks starting October 16th and 17th. The Big Ten title game would be December 19th, which would be the day before the college football playoff final rankings. If they can't start the 16th and 17th, they would push back the start to the following weekend. Um, which, yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. You can, you know, they, they are in a race of time to uh, to try to get the – you know, to get in and, and hopefully somebody will pass the eye test. I mean, obviously with, uh, with, with the big 10 not playing right now, they're starting to get dropped from the rankings and you're hoping that, uh, you can get a, get a product on the field and potentially, you know, your, your best bet, Ohio state, uh, possibly Wisconsin, possibly, you know, a Michigan, if, uh, if, if they, they play. play and, you know, if they would go, uh, undefeated through that schedule, um, one of those you would hope would pass the eye test enough that an eight or a nine win team would be able to, uh, get in. I think a big 10 team would have to go undefeated to, to be able to get in over a, you know, ACC or SEC or uh big 12 team that has played, you know, 11 or, or 12 games by the time the, the, the conference play. Yeah. And you, but you got to ask yourself, I mean, is that, you know, as far as when it comes to the BCS decision and the, you know, the playoff decision, like, I mean, you have to factor that in and you hope they would, but you know, if, if, you know, say Clemson would have come out and dropped one early, but gone on a run that probably would have left them in the run for the playoffs. And now you just add a conference that may or may not 
I don't want to say rig their schedule. I don't, I don't think they'll rig it, but you know, if some teams are opting out, you know, how hard is that schedule? And, you know, you go nine and Oh, somebody goes 10 and one, like, I don't know, depending who, who teams lose to. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, is the undefeated team looking in, I mean, it sounds, like, it sounds like Maryland and Rutgers are not going to be playing, would potentially not be playing. So you don't, you're at least eliminating your two worst Some teams. Scrubs, yeah. You're at least eliminating your two worst teams. And, and, you and know. that would have been my point as far as opting out. If I was one of those weak teams, I'd be like, I'm not risking this. Yeah. Why am school. I going to go out and get beat up for no good reason whatsoever? We get paid to play basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rutgers, like, and, we get paid to <laughs> be near Philly. Like we don't really do anything else. And I mean, I know, I know Harbaugh has been, been, you know, marching. And, and sounding the drum that, that they want to play. So so the, the the word from Dan Patrick that, that Michigan potentially wouldn't be playing, I, I don't know where that's that's big coming from because Michigan wants to play. They've been advocating the fact that they haven't had a positive test, I think, since their first week of camp. Right. Um, but, you know, and again, it's not is, necessarily is, is, is up the to NFL, them. The, unlike the NFL, where it's the organization that controls their bubble and your bubble is like within a team facility and you have all the like those guys realistically they could just live in the training facility like they could just leave their families if they needed to true these other kids have to be on a college campus and like it's only so hard or it's only so easy to to remove yourself from the general population of that college campus and so i don't know to say like our football team hasn't had a positive test it's like well yeah but you're talking 10 weeks with students there yeah, it's um, it's a different ball as game. opposed to like we've been camp while no one's here. Uh, it's a very different ball game. Oh, sure. Know, I mean, to look convince at those ninety players or eighty players or whatever else counting practice squad that don't go to parties. I mean, look at look at Notre don't Dame. Sleep with girls, you know, like yeah. I mean, Notre Dame know, had I think you know three or four players that had tested positive through camp, mm-hmm. and the first week that 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 class was back in session at South Bend. Uh, I think they exploded over 100 cases. So, like, you know what I mean? All the good work that, that you can do, and, and I'm not discrediting them, yeah. but once you you ins- no and Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's lock. a small campus too. Yeah, like, there's, it, no, there's no college campus that's going to lock a football team away from the general population because they have to go to class first. Right? Of all. They're they're athletes. Right. So they have to. They, they're students first. So they have to go to class. And, so to let them out into the classes. Even if the, even if the team's real good about like you go to parties you're done, those kids in class with them are partying. They're the doing rules, right exactly. You know? so, it's college. <laughs> I mean, could they attend virtually and like could the? You know, I mean, that's up to the university. But I mean, there's a lot of ifs. But generally, telling a college player like if you're on this team, you will not go to parties, you will not meet girls, you will not do anything until the season's done. Um, for for guys that are like legitimate NFL prospects and and know they're going to be there, they're probably going to buy in and be like, you know what, I can do yeah. twelve weeks. Uh, for the guys that are like, look, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm the walk on that, I'm not that gonna do anything else. They're gone. Like you're the gonna Rudy, lose the Rudy Rudigers are players. not not going to party. No, there's no Rudy Rudiger in this scenario. Yeah, and 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 yeah, and that's the thing. And and here's the thing: we were both college students once. If you told me not to do something, that was all the more reason for me to do it. <laughs> Like it, it's, and that's just how the, that's just how the game goes. It, it is, you know, it, it's, it's pretty simple. Don't miss four classes. Fine. I'll miss five. <laughs> um, well, now uh, I have a D. Oh, so I that's found, I, yeah. I tried to find, you know, Dave and I, when we do these pickums, I always try to find go. like good matchups. Those are going to be hard to find. They're few and far between. They're few right? and far yeah. between. So I found two, um, that like the, 
the, the you know the 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 odds were under like ten points. Uh, and there was one matchup gotcha. of two top twenty-five teams this week. It's number fourteen, uh, UCF. They have not played yet. They are a seven-point favorite right. at Georgia Tech, who uh, was a victor over Florida State. Um, the, so they are one and zero. The uh, the over/under on this one, Ramblin wreck. the Ramblin' Wreck, uh, fifty-nine and a half. This one three thirty Eastern Time on ABC. For those interested in Notre Dame football, remember USA Network. This week for Notre Dame. Never thought you'd see hear the words Notre Dame football preempted by U.S. Open golf on NBC. U.S. Open golf, then Notre Dame, then Silk Stockings. <laughs> silk Stockings coming on after so that. The, uh, the U.S. Open will be on NBC. Notre Dame will be over on the USA Network against South Florida. Um, but I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take UCF here. Uh, but given that they haven't played, uh, but but Georgia Tech has, I'm going to take UCF to win outright. But I'm going to take Georgia Tech plus. I think they're going to cover that seven-point spread. Uh, UCF going to be a little bit rusty uh, coming out of the gate, and I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with an under, even though it's 59 and a half. Um, I think you're going to see some struggles uh, offensively this week in this game. Yeah, I'm not sure you're going to see 59 and a half. If you do, if you if you go over, if the game goes over, your pick is wrong for covering the spread. Correct, because uh, it's going to be UCF that's going to tear the roof off that. And I, I was kind of on the same boat as you. I mean, it's, it's it's one of those games I don't know a, a whole lot about both programs. Obviously, UCF we haven't seen yet, and um, I'm I'm going to go the other way just just for parity's sake. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think there's a good chance that Georgia Tech winning against Florida State has as much to do with Florida State underachieving yet again. They're not good. Uh, as it does with Georgia Tech being any good, uh, and UCF um, in a shortened season in a conference where it's Clemson or Notre Dame, and you know. Um, I don't, I, I think they, they need to prove something. So they're going to come out firing, uh, cause if they want a shot at anything, they're going to have to win them all and they're going to have to do it in, in, in prime fashion. So, um, I'll take UCF, uh, to cover, um, not just win. I'm going to take them to cover that seven and a half, probably win by like 14 or 17. Um, and because of that over under is what? 59 and a half. I'm still going to go under. I think they're going to cover it, but both teams are not going to score enough. Yeah. I don't think Georgia Tech puts up enough points to. to yeah, to they, they only they only scored 16 on. Uh, yeah, on I, Florida I think State like maybe because I mean even if they score 10, I mean you still need 49. Mm, no, yeah, yeah and Florida um, Florida State's bad. Thing sucks. Um, and we got uh, the. He's right. The, yeah, he he is right. Uh, then we have the uh, Miami Hurricanes, uh, number 17 in the country. They are 1-0. and They are going to Louisville, who's number 18 in the country. Louisville. 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 I don't know if Jake's still with us, or I don't know if we're saying He's it probably right. probably not. I, we, 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 we've been rambling way too long about COVID. He's gone. <laughs> um, he was hoping to hear some NFL talk, find out if we, we're going to talk about the Denver Broncos, big Broncos fan. Ooh, Broncos fan in Florida. I got a friend who's a Broncos fan, lives in Tennessee. Broncos fan from Kentucky in Florida. Boy, that that was a heartbreaker for the Broncos last night. Um, Louisville 1-0. They are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Over-under on this one is 62. This is your night game, uh, 7.30 Eastern time. I like it as a night game. Yeah, no, I like this one as well. This is your your only marquee matchup of the weekend. I will tell you that much. Um, I like Louisville is at home. Basketball is it? What is it? Basketball, uh, basketball, baseball. One of the two. 
Um, anyway. I'm going to take Louisville to cover uh, the two and a half. Um, I think they're going to win outright, and I'm going to take the over. I think, um, you know, when you you've seen these two teams uh, over the years, I, I, sometimes defense is kind of optional, which happens sometimes in these big games, and and I think early on. Um, in this season, it's going to be, it's, I feel like some of these games are going to go one of two ways. Either there's going to be all scoring or no scoring. So I'm hoping Saturday night under the lights. I don't know if there's fans in at Louisville, 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 Louisville. Um, there you go. That's there, better. There That's, we go. He, he's going to critique that, but Louisville, I feel like I'm getting yeah. closer to it. Um, but, uh, I don't know if there's it fans there or not, but under the lights, let, let's see some, uh, let's see some high scoring. I like it. So Louisville plus better and over. So okay, uh, I'm going to go the other way um, mostly, uh, and here's why. Uh, I agree with you that a lot of times defense is optional, and I think as far as defense being optional, I think there's a better chance that Louisville shows up with that. Louisville, Lou- Louisville, Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. I feel like when Louisville, see, he's telling us Louisville, Louisville. He's telling you. Um, I feel like when I'm with Jake, I say Louisville. And it goes, and Louisville. When I, when I, see I think I, I think I said that once. I think I did say Louisville. You did say it one time. You said Louisville. All right. I think I got it. Okay. So Jake but, is um, still with us. Good to hear. But when I see it, when I read it off of a screen and I see the Cardinal, I think I just instinctively say Louisville, which I know is way wrong. Well, because you see, you see, I mean, you literally see Louis. Yeah, you literally see Louis and Ville. No, I see Louisville. Well, some people pronounce that Louis. Anyway, what's going to happen is this. Um, if a team's going to show up without a defense, it's more likely to be Louisville. And it's um, – I, I think Miami's defense uh, is better, and I think Miami's uh, better than people think they are. I mean, obviously, 17 is probably a good spot to start them on the year. Um, but I didn't really bring them up when we were talking ACC last year. But I think, you know, with the right run in that schedule and winning a couple games early – they're one of those teams that, you know, if Clemson and Notre Dame, knock, you know, one knocks the other off, the other gets upset. So Miami could be there kind of creeping in. I think they're a real good team as long as they don't get in their own way. Uh, but um, I think their defense comes to play enough. Uh, I also agree with you, though, that it's going over. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring, but I think Miami's going to create some turnovers that Louisville doesn't. And um, I'm going to take Miami in that. All right. Now we have uh... – Let's see here. Got thumbs up. Awesome. He's he's happy with us. Um, we did have a. I, I, I did put up a question of the week uh, this week, and and it relates mm-hmm. to the uh, the NFL second period underway in uh, Tampa, Edmonton, Tampaton. Um, and it uh, it it was simply because obviously it happens every year, but I think this year maybe more so uh, than others. What is your biggest overreaction to NFL Week One? Um, you know, this year, of course, with no preseason. Um, and if you're following along live video, give it a like, give it a share, give some answers. If you didn't, uh, answer on our, um, on our, on our question of the week post. Um, I, I think for me, and there's not necessarily one specific one, but it's, it's the, you know, blank. And, and I'm just on like players, not even necessarily full teams, but like, you know, blank was a waste. Blank isn't any good, you know, or blank is the yeah, best. Waste like, of a draft pick, those kind of things, yeah. I mean, you know, right away I'm going to go to Tampa Bay and, and and Tom Brady. You know, he throws two interceptions. He throws a pick six, uh, and, you know, two touchdowns, two interceptions. And you have 
Jameis Winston on the Saints sideline, and everybody's like, why did we do this? But, like, let's be honest here. He, You know, you have camp, but you don't have preseason games. You don't have an opportunity for mm-hmm. scrimmages. You don't have real live football. Um, and this is the first time in his career that he has a new a new offensive coordinator, a new playbook, all new receivers except for Gronk, who only had a couple of looks. Um, you know, so, like, you know, that's, like, the first one that jumps off the page. And, you know, let you talk about it, get to some of our responses on Facebook. Um, but, but those are the kind of ones, just, just these broad, you know, oh, what a waste you know, this, this isn't going to work out like we thought it was. And it's like, let's, especially this year, let's tap well, the brakes. You, you know, being in Tampa, I, I, I can tell you that, um, I mean, for the most part, it's remained calm, but you do have your, you know, been waiting for Bucks football. I bought all the jerseys. I bought all the, you know, number I've one Jersey, by the way, Tom Brady, number one. Um, well, sure. It's the first time anybody's had to buy a new Tom Brady jersey. <laughs> can you guess number two? I don't know if you saw number two up to through week one. Can you guess the number is, two most is selling? It Gronk? Jersey? It's not. Is it league wide? Uh, I, I I don't know. Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, number two. How about that? They got oh, well, yeah. The Boston fans. Well, they got had to they buy got a new, new unis yeah. this year. They got new unis. Sure. Um, and of course, you have a new quarterback, so you got to get the jersey. That's exciting. Uh, but I can tell you that there is some overreacting down here, and and it's you know, it, it took a lot of uh, you know. I wanted to call in uh, to one of the radio, just let them know, like, hey, man, like, first of all, not only is Tom Brady playing in the NFC for the first time, it's like he's never played the Saints, and he's never sure. played against the, he's never played in the Superdome, and he's been there enough times. But um, he's never. I don't different. think he's ever played I mean, the no Saints. No fans there. or not. No fans or not, uh, you're, you're traveling to New Orleans. Um, you know, you're playing against, you know, it's hard to really rate defenses right now, but I'd say New Orleans is probably a top sure. five, top seven defense so- in the NFL. Good pass rush. Um, you know, and and there's a lot of pressure on you because you know New Orleans can score. So when you're on the field, you want to put up seven every time. You know, simply just taking the, you know, the field position game and punting. Drew Brees doesn't care if it's 60 yards or 90 yards. Uh, so, so there's a lot of pressure on you and, um, there's a lot of pressure on Tom. I think just the off season in general, like the hype that's down here and the, you know, uh, is Tom going to win before Belichick or neither of them going to, there's a, that, that's all demons that are in your head, just floating around. And like you said, without that preseason game to get those tosses in, um, you're going to, you're going to make some chances and Tom owned up to it pretty quick. Like in that post game interview, he was like, Hey, hey like I made some hey, good choices. He's, he's been indoctrinated in the Patriot way. Just because you he leave, knows what to say. he knows what to say, you know, and I mean, Bruce Arians a little bit different. That would have been one of my, if I was going to say like three biggest overreactions, I think, you know, Bruce Arians I mean, a little different than Belichick though. In that game, you know, it's not like Tom was projecting. It wasn't like he was going right, into, yeah. you know, Jacksonville and was supposed to beat him by five touchdowns and lost because he threw picks. Well, like, and you had Mike Evans was banged up. I think you had another receiver mm-hmm. that didn't play like. He didn't even have his full offense, like, you know. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. O.J. Howard's excited to have Tom Brady there. He sure is. Gr- <laughs> gr- and here's the thing. I know a lot of people were well, like. Ball actually gets to him. A lot, a lot of people were, were mad that, like, Gronk didn't do more. I think there's a lot of people that. Uh, Gronk's not going to play enough. No, he's not. He, and he, when he is, he's going to be a decoy or a blocker as well. 
Um, or he's just going to catch touchdowns. That's my only fear. If you're an OJ Howard fantasy lover, watch for the touchdown but this I, week. I didn't, I didn't see. And now, I think granted, Gronk might vulture touchdowns. Granted, I was watching red zone, but I didn't see Gronk in a lot of goal line scenarios. Not that they had a lot this week either. And it could be that you're you're kind of reserving him for like a, a heart of the season run or like an end of the season run. I mean, the guy has the guy's been he, off for a yeah. while, and he's so. and he's smaller. Gronk mm-hmm. Gronk is considerably smaller than he was. Um, so they're probably protecting him. Had to get wrestling shape. He did. Former WWE 24-7 champion, by the way. Um, one for me that I saw a lot of, and, and obviously being a Cowboys fan, is um, you know a lot of people were like, oh, this is what the Mike McCarthy era is going to be. Why do we even do it? And I was just like, okay, a timeout. Yeah, people in Green Bay going, enjoy it. You know, like. Grant, like, yes, the the fourth the fourth down decision uh, in your red zone when you went for it. I, I yeah, I saw I, that right away. I was like, what? I, I don't like the decision because you have a chance to tie it. it it's relatively late in the game. Um, now, granted, the Rams. If you look at the actual film on that, the the Rams defense made a hell of a play. Like yeah. you know, the Cowboys they can all, do that. There's they, a lot of good can. athletes at the front of that. But defense. for me, kick it, tie it. And then, you know, because if you're saying you have if you're going for it on four, that's saying two things. One, you have confidence in your offense to move the ball. It's also saying you have confidence in your defense to stop the opposing team. So there kick it with what I think it was eight and a half, seven and a half, something like that left. Kick it, tie it, let your defense work. And then your offense can go to work to get a game winning field goal, not a game tying field goal. If you fail, that's the that's the only thing I, I really didn't like. But yeah, it was it was you know the Cowboys overreactions were were pretty solid. Um, what was that? Maybe another one of yours. Um, well, and since you're on your team, I mean, I'll say you know out of out of the city of brotherly love, there's and obviously Tampa has a lot tied of, it. By the way, how about that tie game? Um, yeah. Well, I will say this: uh, since you talk about your team, uh, we'll talk about mine. I think it was. I don't know if it's the overreaction of the week, but I think in general, um, I mean, it's an easy one to overreact on. To come out and you're up 17 nothing, um, you know, close to halftime. And, um, you know, to wind up losing that game by as, as much as they did, I mean, on paper, when you're looking at the statistics, you know, it's very easy to overreact. Uh, but when you really look at it, and like you said, you know, lack of preseason, came in big, especially in that scenario, because when you start to lose starting players, when you're down three offensive linemen, when you're down a wide, two wide receivers, two defensive linemen, a starting linebacker, when you're starting to talk about these kind of positions not playing in the game, like that's where preseason is huge because those those guys behind them uh, are either young and haven't seen those kind of reps or, or, or older and are new to the team, uh, so they haven't been in the system long enough to get those kind of reps. And I, I think that um, – do I think it's embarrassing a little and do I think it's going to sting? Um, and you know, in a, in a kind of a long shot scenario, could it cost you, uh, in the end of the season? Maybe. Uh, but, but it, it's a shame to let one get away, especially when, you know, it's, it's a road game. You, you, you could jump out to that league and things are going well. Um, the, I mean, my one question is, you know, why stop throwing it down the field? You know, when you're looking at whether the kind of plays we had in the first half, and then you look at the second half, you know, why would you stop throwing it? Uh, and when you really watch the film, it's simple to see. Um, 
there was just no time for Wentz to develop those plays. Yeah. Um, Washington kind of figured out where the holes were and, and, and you know, kind of those, uh, the kind of weaker spots in the lineup uh, for the line couldn't, uh, couldn't make the adjustments. And so Wentz never really had a chance to, to, to think. And, and if you're not going to have a chance to think and there's going to be no time, it's hard to even get a running game going and shift gears. So um, you go back to the drawing board, you get the right guys in there and, you know, you're going to you have to bust your ass. I mean, I'm not going to lie, uh, and, and get those guys some work and get them up to speed. But, um, yeah, it doesn't get easier. I mean, those Rams that uh, that beat your Cowboys are coming to town next week. So, you know, you're going to need to put points on the board. Uh, I think offensively the Rams clearly a better team than Washington. So, And they um, they have a good pass rush. <laughs> and and yeah. that that's something. Yeah, yeah that, that, that Donald character is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's he's I mean, pretty I he, solid. He's gonna be good, is what they say. He's yeah, he's he's developing. Yeah, I think he'll. I think he's I'll make still, it in still this. Still an up and coming <laughs> youngster, but um, I think he's gonna be real good. But but yeah, that would be my my next big overreaction. Uh, Chase on Facebook said the Browns are bad once again. I don't think that's an overreaction. I think that's um, that's just watching and and observing fact. Yeah, I think uh, that's just reading the the news. Um, Dave said, uh, Tom is old, but Drew looked older. I agree. I think Drew Brees didn't look great, um, in, in that game. Um, especially when you have a Taysom Hill, uh, not, not far behind you. Um, and I think that may have been a thing that hurt the Eagles too, is, is you didn't have Jalen Hurts. I don't understand. I read that comment and I didn't know if he was saying that saying Drew is older is an overreaction or if he was just commenting that that's what it was. Uh, but I mean, here's the thing with the Saints, and it's a lot like when, if you remember when Peyton Manning played for the Colts and even when he played for Jake's Broncos, um, the first few games out of the shoot were rough. Uh, the Colts lost games in the first four uh, fairly often, um, and if they did win, it was closer. The off- and people were questioning, like, especially as Peyton got older, like, does he still have it? Does he still have it? Um Peyton and Drew Brees are similar in the sense they both are very timing-based quarterbacks. They run a system where they control the timing. They need to know where guys are, especially Drew Brees, who can't see over a defensive line. Well, that's so true. he needs to know where you're going to be. And so to not have those kind of extra reps and have a shortened offseason and those kind of things, it's going to take him some time to get these guys up to speed, especially watch out next week if Michael Thomas doesn't play. Uh, he said he's like going to be out three or four weeks four. probably. Three or uh, four, they said. With so, an ankle injury, yeah. Um, well, I guess it's good they signed an Emmanuel Sanders then because yeah, I was going to um, say I have him in one of my fantasy he's about league. As good That's as they spot. come, um, in my opinion. So uh, I think Drew will be fine. I think the Saints will be fine. I think they're going to appreciate the fact if Thomas isn't playing, they're going to really appreciate that they took that game against Tampa Bay uh, because they're going to have an opportunity here to drop a couple um, and still do okay. Uh, sure. So Drew will be fine. It, I think. Yeah. I think Dave's even though if it was real was somewhat of an overreaction but um but you're probably right he did look older um and then uh chris says biggest overreaction is redskins d gonna help them lead the nfl in sacks um bit of a bit that is definitely that would definitely be an overreaction yes uh their d looked good i'm not gonna nut you know their that pass rush looked good but you're also dealing with an offensive line that is severely severely banged up um in in, in philadelphia that's, that's gonna help yeah um, and I think one of the other ones I saw, you know, on, on, uh, and, and it's a, it's a game we'll talk about when we're, when we're doing our matchups this week, but, uh, you know, people were, were, were reacting to Cam Newton in, um, 
you know, and, and, and how he played and, and how that offense looked different and how um how great they can do I think they can be good. Um but you know, I, I think we also need to tap the brakes too on, on maybe some of the you know, expectations uh with New England as well. But is do you have any other overreactions from the week that was, John? Um I don't think so. I have an underreaction. Uh, it appears that the Tennessee Titans um, are, are sticking with Goskowski. They're 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 calm about it. They're what? Um, I mean, how you have a, a, a formerly incredibly proficient kicker that gets a hip surgery or hip replacement or whatever he had done, and then comes out and misses a couple extra points and a field goal, or uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> you know, um. I'm not going to say panic, but you can act a little more panicked. Your fan base would love it because that got uh, a bit dicey. But that's my underreaction of the week is just he'll be fine. That's my underreaction. Tampa scored 2-1 to one, Tampa. Halfway not at uh, 10.01 of the second, so they're up 2-1 to one now. Lightning um, does strike twice. Lightning does strike twice. And uh, if this score holds, that will be – that would be your uh, your Stanley Cup uh, matchup if this yeah, score holds. But we'll, uh, we'll and I would be a huge uh, Tampa supporter in that because you know fuck Dallas. What do I care? <laughs> even it, that even carries over uh, into into hockey, huh? I was at a bar once and there was a, a a tennis match where one guy was from the Northeast and another guy was from Dallas and I rooted for the other guy just because. So yeah, it does. All right. Well, that, I mean, I, I guess I can't. Dallas Desperados. I hope they can go <laughs> winless every year. I guess I, uh, I guess I can't argue with you there. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's keep going here. Week two uh, of the NFL, of course, kicks off on Thursday night. Let's rock it. Not going to talk about I, what is even is the Thursday game this week. I'm not even sure. Without, uh, I can look it up here real quick. Um, but the, the I have Thursday's the Bengals Browns. That's why you don't know about it. That's right. Joey Burrow looked okay though. Battle of Ohio. Uh, I, I would argue Joe, I would argue Joey Burrow looked better than uh, Danny Dimes in New York. I would argue that he looked better. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. I thought Danny showed some some drives. He I mean, did. He looked okay. That. There was just that one very Eli esque um, decision to force yeah, that but, throw I mean, at the goal. You, got, you also have um, you have Joe Burrow playing against. Um, He's not playing against the Steelers in that well, game. Well, that's you know true, I mean? too. They were, what, the, you know, the Chargers, so, so I think? So it's a little bit different when you're playing against. Yeah, and the Chargers are on a bad defense. I think they have a great Danny defense. Their defense out. has been good for years to yes. the point where you're you're they're going to waste a great defense because they have no offense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the Chargers have a chance to, to, to make some noise. The, the downside is, is the Chiefs are there. Um, for Jake's sake, the Broncos are there. And um, I thought I the Broncos' know. offense looked pretty good. Um, you know, they 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 didn't I'll score. Say, yeah, Locke looked fine. Dro- um, yeah, Drew Locke looked, and they were missing Cortland Sutton. They're I missing think. their one. Yeah, yeah they were missing, missing the wide receiver one. Um, uh, Melvin Gordon looked pretty good. Now Lindsay. Well, yeah, getting- and, and you know, people talk about the Lindsay injury, and I didn't see how severe that is. It, it doesn't sound that severe, but even Couple if you weeks, have to lean on Gordon for a little while, the good news is you get to find out what you have in Gordon. Sure, that's like the nice thing if you have to, you know, lean the rock his way. Um, but yeah, I thought the Broncos looked good. The defense. Oh, I guess they reviewed the goal and it was waved off as I looked over it. Oh man. So it is, uh, it is still one, one, it is still one, one. Um, 
I was trying to just look uh, look here on on Twitter real quick, but we had that Thursday night matchup. Good lord! Yeah, goal is waved off. All right, so uh, let's go to Sunday. We'll start in Philadelphia um, with your Eagles. Uh, the one and zero Rams come to town against the zero and one Eagles. Uh, this one's a push. There's there's not a favorite right now, uh, according to um, this was. I don't know what source Fox Sports uses uh, for their betting line, but. Uh, I have, uh, I have, according to the score. dot com, I have uh, Rams by one. Rams are favored by a point. Okay, all right. So it's it, it's In close. Philly. It's gonna it's gonna fluctuate around probably right one to three. Um, and, and up until game time on Sunday. Again, this is Tuesday. Depending when you listen to the show, if you are into the uh, the degenerate lifestyle. Um, you should probably re, you know, always check your sources before you uh, before you hammer any bets. Uh, Forty six and a half is the over under line on this one. One o'clock Eastern time on Fox. Um, you know, not not to just be a, a Cowboys homer here, but uh, I I I like the Rams to win outright. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go under. Um, I think the Eagles are gonna struggle to move the ball. Against this Rams defense, I mean, if, if you only put up 17 against Washington, um, you know, I think the Rams defense is better. Uh, I, I still am not totally sold on the Rams offense. I mean, they, they did move the ball against Dallas, especially in the first quarter, but then the Cowboys defense settled in and was able to contain them a bit. Um, so the Rams only scored 20 against Dallas. Uh, Eagles only scored 17 against Washington. I don't think we're getting to that 46 and a half. So I'm going to take the Rams and the under. Well, um, I agree with you on the under. I don't, I don't <laughs> think they're hitting that number. The I'm not going to say the Eagles need to win when you're looking at a game two, uh, but um, at some point you're going to have to learn how to do this. And uh, first of all, I love I, I don't think I ever really did the math on the fact that Ramsey is on the Rams. I don't really do a math on that, but that's awesome. Um, how that jersey's not selling more, I don't know. But either way, <laughs> uh, I think the Eagles because they're hideous. Con- that's why. Oh, that's Rams that's right. fans they're don't want to buy those things. They're gross. The logo on the field looked stupid. Oh, I actually like the logo on the field, and I don't, oh, I don't, it. I don't mind their new helmet and the blue. I don't think the logo. I think the logo looks nonsense. Like I think the, it looks like a the, video game <laughs> graphic from like 1987. The blue jerseys aren't horrible, but those. They call them bone uniforms that they wore against Dallas. Yeah, they bone those up. Like it's That's not, it's them. not, a, it's not gray. It's not cream colored. It's like between the two. It's like a, it's like a, a grayish khaki. Yeah, it is gray, horrific. It is horrible, horrible, gross. gross. They are absolutely gross. And they got like those um, shiny way, plastic uh, numbers. The jersey should sell more. Uh, Rams, Ramsey. Uh, it's pretty dope. Uh, but the Eagles might be in kind of a perfect situation, and, and the injury. Uh, bug may help them when it comes to playing against a top tier corner like that, because you don't have a definite guy that he needs to be on. Uh, Ramsey's used to running up against teams where it's like, I have Amari Cooper. I have AJ green. I have Julio Jones. That's my guy. Um, He's just going to have to pick a side. And and I think the Eagles are in a situation where, because everybody's kind of going to own a piece, I'm going to guess Ramsey's going to be on Ertz more than anything else. uh, If I was going to guess uh, he's going to be asked to kind of come into the middle more, uh, which is going to open up sideline routes and, and you know, kind of gives you a chance to get Goddard involved, which is my 
tight end start of the week. Um, that's a lie, but it's it's a good start <laughs> this week. If you have Goddard on your team, it's not a bad thing to think about because Ertz will probably get blanketed by Ramsey. However, um, I think they keep it fairly low scoring as best they can. The Eagles are going to try to run more of a possession game uh, and then use that downfield stretch because um, you're going to have to run short plays to kind of keep the pass rush at bay. Uh, and then you use that speed over the top of it uh, instead of just keep going downfield, which I think is what we tried in the first half this week. So I think the Eagles, I'm not going to say shock the world, but they're going to shock the Rams. Um, so so they'll cover that one point if it is one point. Um, probably win it close, uh, you know, but it's, it's still going to stay under. So I'll take the Eagles. So I, I want to do, I'm going to try something new this week. I got a, I got a new sound bite to play around with, and it's this guy. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. So if there's if there's one of these four that you feel very confident in, like a forgiving betting advice to people, just tell me to hit it, and uh, and I'll hit it, and it'll be it'll be. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you to lock up the Eagles there. There's, oh God, I'm going no, I, a I, very I would light limb. <laughs> I'm a very heavy man on a very narrow H- limb. Handle it loosely, um, like handle it like you would handle a loaf of bread oh, or, or you, eggs, like like a like a, a raw egg on a hot day. Like yeah, just be very gentle, like a like with a baby yeah. bird. Just don't. Don't don't, <laughs> don't, smash don't it. squeeze it. Don't smash it. Um, all right. Next one, we got the zero and one Panthers. Yeah, that's, I mean, and and the, the key to remember too, and and obviously we can only go off what we learned in in week one because there was no preseason, but um, some of your extreme bads are not going to be that bad throughout the year. Some of your extreme greats from week one are not going to be that great. But uh, Cam and Bill, they are one and zero. Uh, the the Tom Brady and the Carolina Panthers both zero and one, uh, so so they're they're leading they're they're leading out of the gate. Uh, Panthers at zero and one at those Buccaneers zero and one. Uh, Tampa a nine and a half point uh, home favorite. Forty nine and a half is the number uh, on that game. One o'clock on Fox. Uh, this one's going to be mine. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Tampa plus, and I, I'm going to go under, but I'm going to go Tampa plus the 10. I, I think Carolina is I, – I said it last week. You said it last I'm, week, I'm going to set it again. They are bad. Take Tampa Bay at home. I, I assume there's going to be – Is do you know if there's going to be fans there at Tampa? As far as I know, no. Okay. I, I don't think they – I haven't heard Jacksonville anything. had fans. giving away tickets. Um, as, but I, I, I don't know. At one point they were talking about fans. I'll have to look at it. And, and, uh, I mean, obviously you'll see it and then people listening will see it before, uh, I get to say it on air. Um, but I, I don't, you got, I haven't heard anything, but you, I also don't really plan on going. So well, I didn't true. look it up. You got the pirate ship. You got the cannons. You got Tom, Tommy in his first home game. You got those, uh, Gruden era jer- uniforms back, uh, all signs point to greatness. Uh, this week for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'll tell you what I don't um I, I don't know if I'm going to make it my lock, uh, but um I don't think Carolina is as bad as you do. We made that obvious last week. <laughs> uh, I think I think um I think Bridgewater is is better than than you think he is. I think the offense is better than you think he is, and I think that defense is still you know despite some of the pieces that are missing better than people think it is having said that uh i'm riding your lock i'm gonna take tampa with the uh, tampa to cover 
you have an angry Tom Brady. You have a Tom Brady that's not angry at the world, not angry at the Saints, but angry at himself, and that's a very dangerous place to be in. And um, I'm going to take him to cover it. I, I'm also going to take the over. I, I uh, Because I think Carolina's a little better, I think it's a little bit of a shootout early. I think Tampa pulls away late, uh, and I think they cover. And it goes over. All right. Then uh, we go to the desert. We go to Arizona, the 1-0 NFC East-leading Washington football team uh, goes to the 1-0 uh, Arizona Cardinals. They are a 6.5-point uh, home favorite. 46.5 is the over-under number on that game. 405 on Fox. Um, I feel like this is a hard game. Kyler Murray looked really good. Uh, I thought the Washington offense started to move the ball pretty well in the second half. Um, but I, I like Arizona at home. Six and a half. I might take I'm gonna I might take Washington to cover the six and a half, but I'm gonna take the over. I think I think it's gonna be more offensive than defensive uh in the desert. So I'm gonna take Washington, a slight cover on the six and a half, but I'm gonna take the over. And the over-unders where? 46 and a half. That's right where they should have put it. That's a really well-placed one. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Hit the button. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Look, here's Lock it up. A banged-up Eagles team got slapped around in the second half by a team that was just kind of riding momentum there through the second half. I think Washington is the same shell of a team it has been. I think Haskins is better, but he's not great. I think Kyler Murray is. And I know I know, know DeAndre Hopkins is. And um, I, I, I think Cardinals to cover is a lock. Cardinals to cover that. Uh, they're going to win by at least a touchdown. Might be two or three. Uh, I think the Redskins are going to get a little bit exposed here. <clears throat> and I also think <clears throat> the uh, part of that is... No, the, the 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 former the, the artist formerly known as the Redskins, uh, the the t- the shell. Like I said, a shell of a team. They used to be the Redskins. <laughs> now it's even more of a shell because they don't even have a name. So you know whatever. I, and I heard I heard that slip a couple times during the game. I heard broadcasters call them the it, Redskins. And it, it's, Jake Laser did it before it's the going game. To it happen. Happen. It is going uh, to happen. It is going to happen. But um, yeah, the football team is going to get exposed. Uh, in the desert, I, I, I think Arizona has a better defense than people are aware of too, um, and it's not like they're unprepared for a mobile quarterback. Uh, they well, prepare against the better mobile quarterback. So <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know that the cover is a or the the over is a lock. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty well placed one, but I would take the cover to be a lock. Uh, I'm gonna also take the under though. I think defensively the teams are good enough. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say the under is a lock, but it's close. Uh, but that cover is. All right. And then the final game, I alluded to it, the 1-0 new look New England Patriots travel to Seattle for the 1-0 Seattle Seahawks, who are a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. 45 uh, is the over-under on that one. And, of course, the Sunday night football game, 820 on uh, – NBC. That's a good Sunday night game. That's a that's a really good Sunday night game. I tell you what, man. You know, I I liked 
the the new look of the Patriots. Like that, you know, Absolutely. that is a you know, and and I, and I talked about it a little bit last week with with jo- you know Josh McDaniel was the coach of the Broncos when Tim Tebow was there. You know, Cam Newton had a lot of designed runs. Obviously, you have not seen that uh, with Tom Brady unless it was at the half-yard line and it was a QB I was going to say, unless Cordell Patterson was in the Wildcat. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was, it was a new it was a new look team. Um, you know, defensively, again, you're, you're playing the Dolphins, so I think you have to, you know, watch some of your expectations going into this one. Um, I'm going to take Seattle. I'm going to take a slight cover. Um, but, but I think it's going to come, it's going to come real close. I think this could be one of those games where it's, it's whoever has the ball last or which, you know, which offense makes a mistake. I I think it's going to be a a tight game. Uh, I will take Seattle to cover that four and a half, but barely, you know, if it's a touchdown victory, I would be surprised. I'm talking, you know, this could be a five um, five or maybe six point victory. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go over it. These are two explosive offenses. Um, you know, obviously with, with Seattle, I mean, I, I forget the stat that I heard on Sunday that, you know, it was like 65% of, uh, Russell Wilson's touchdown passes are over 20 yards or something like, because, and I think, I don't know if it was during one of our fantasy drafts or it was on the show last week, but Russell Wilson, and and anytime you have any of his receivers from a fantasy standpoint, you it's it's he can go from being wrapped up in a sack to uh, a forty yard touchdown pass in a matter of seconds. So uh, I like the over to the over forty five Seattle slight cover. Um, I'm gonna ride with you, and here's one of the scenarios that I think is strange. Like not only when you say new look Patriots. It's not just a matter of designed runs. This is a team that just won a game by 10 points and didn't throw for a touchdown. Um, now, the quarterback was responsible for two of those uh, in very different ways, but um, um, did not throw for a touchdown uh, against the Dolphins. Um, I think going into Seattle is a different ball game. I understand that the 12th man is a, is, is a, uh, a missing component. Yeah, that's uh, a big of the, thing. Of the, uh, of the Seattle home base, but um, – uh, I think Seattle's kind of on the other end of things. Like people talk about Wilson in the offense, the Legion of Boom is kind of dismantled. Uh, there's the the defense people think is just gone, um, but that that's a defense that has still managed to show up to some extent. Uh, and I think they've added some good pieces and they got some good young talent there. Uh, Jamal Adams, defense, one of those pieces, was all yeah. over the place on Sunday. Yeah, and Jamal Adams was a huge part of that. So I think. Um, I think Cam Newton. Um, I'm not gonna say he gets exposed. I mean, Cam Newton is a great player, and Seattle, uh, um, New England is, is is a good team. I'm not sure that the beyond, uh, you know, an Edelman in the slot that the options in the passing game are there for him. I don't think the lack of passing touchdowns is entirely Cam's fault, and I don't think the lack of passing touchdowns this week will be entirely Cam's fault. I'm also going to take Seattle. I'm going to take him to cover. Uh, I think it's going to be a slightly larger margin than you do. Maybe it is a full touchdown. Um, but it is one that I, I mean, I, I couldn't make it a lock because I could easily see Cam Newton coming out and just being like, Hey, remember when I used to throw the football, uh, here it is. Um, and you know, Belichick is still Belichick. So you just never know, but I'm going to take Seattle at home. Um, I'm also taking the over. I think I'm with you on both ends on that. I, I, I don't think I can, I can see this game staying under unless for some reason, you know, a lot of turnovers happen and weather something that's not foreseen. Uh, but I see it going over as well. 
Yeah, and then finally, Sean, uh, just checking in here on the NBA and NHL playoffs. Uh, the you know, like I said, one half of the Stanley Cup final is set. The Dallas Stars uh, coming from behind in the third period last night. They were down two nothing, uh, scored two goals late, and then won it in overtime to win the Western Conference final, uh, four games to one. Um, and that's a Vegas. You got to feel for these Vegas fans, man. They've been putting in their time. Uh, they just, they just, you know, they made it to the finals. They now they, they just can't get that Stanley Cup victory. Maybe one day it'll come uh, to those uh, long-suffering fans in Las Vegas. Those um, long-suffering three-year fans. I, I you know, I, 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 I always chuckle about that because, like, when, uh, when the Capitals beat them in 2018, uh, like I saw, like there were some like Vegas fans on social media, like were just like losing their minds. Like, don't you dare! <laughs> Don't you, have you, no right. you have no right to like yes it's disappointing that your team made it to a final and lost yeah i get it but don't act like you've suffered don't act like you put in hard time as a vegas golden knights fan yeah. there's no you, you have no idea you gotta go at least a debt now like i mean they got you know they lost in the finals to the, the capitals last year they got screwed on that uh the, the five minute major that ended up getting them bounced uh in the first round and then this year they got uh you know that they were on fire and then just super cooled off by a hot goalie. So they, they are they are getting their nicks a little bit, uh, those Vegas fans. But you got you got a couple more years before you can complain. Uh, but the Dallas Stars back in the Stanley Cup final for the first time in twenty years. Um, and and you know not that that not, they don't have talent, but um, th- this is one of those ones that you talk about it in the NHL. It's about getting a hot goaltender at the right time, and that's exactly what they have in uh, Anton Kudobin. Um, he is just an absolute monster, uh, in net. So whoever comes out on top here, uh, in the Tampa and, and by all accounts, it looks by the, by the time we're on the air next week, uh, it will most likely be the Tampa Bay lightning. I don't see the lightning dropping three straight, uh, to this Islanders team, regardless of how good the Islanders have been. Um, Tampa looks like for whatever has been the missing link, uh, over the past couple of seasons, they they look like they have found it. So, um, but you know, I I'm, I would not have guessed um, at the start of the season, much less the start of the uh, 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs, that we'd be staring down a Tampa Bay Dallas Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think I'd have narrowed down those two teams um, at all. Uh, but um, like Tampa, maybe. In- yeah, maybe Tampa. And, you know, by the start of the playoffs, I had them in my final four losing to the Flyers. Uh, but I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not that I'm not buying Dallas. I mean, Dallas has clearly beaten some real good teams. They beat two different teams that I had in my final four uh, <laughs> in uh, Colorado and, uh, and Vegas. And their goalie's playing phenomenally. And on the other side of it, they're scoring goals. It's not just one of those teams that, um, gets a hot goalie like and and scoring one or two is fine uh even when he gives up two or three they're still finding ways to to get more than that in the net and um you know it's been pretty impressive to watch uh having said that i you know i I think it's a pretty good match i think tampa versus them is a pretty good matchup i think they have like very similar amount of uh you know kind of large players and and you're, you're kind of muscle guys uh but they're both very fast teams and they both rely uh, or ask a lot of their goaltender. I think with that kind of offensive play, uh, you kind of lean on, you know, situations where the goaltender is going to be, 
you know, two on ones, one on O's, uh, you know, that, that they're going to be asked to make some saves. Um, and, and Tampa's in the same boat. I mean, they've been kind of riding that goaltender through things and, and, uh, unlike the, the Islanders coming into this series and, and unlike the, the stars at this point or anybody they would have played out West, the, the lightning got this strange, you know, cause there was all this talk about teams in the East moving to the West and like what that travel was going to do. Uh, that move for Tampa happened in the middle of a week layoff. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I think, you know, I they, think they, they had held so much earlier. Yeah. I think that the league did hold them until like, the day before the, the Flyers, day before the Flyers played. So yeah. it's not like they, they had gone out and adapted to the, yeah, to the no, time no, change. No, they had to wait, but they, they left on Saturday, yeah. and then the Flyers played on Sunday. Yeah, uh, they were they were resting. Right they were waiting. But they were just sitting around. I mean, they were, they were out <laughs> on the ice getting their skating in, you know, just kind of doing calisthenics. Um, and, it, they, you know, they came out firing in this series, and um, I think it showed, and I think that, you know, that those legs are going to um, – those legs are going to show in, in the finals as well. And, and, you know, like I said, F Dallas. Uh, so, uh, you know, I got to take Tampa and that, I think maybe this is the one for them, you know, kind of that redemption for, for the previous couple years. And, you know, maybe the cup will be down here. Maybe I can see it somewhere. Assuming I feel like going out in Florida with all these people. Yeah. And um, then, um, then checking in here on the NBA, uh, the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Final get get got underway today. Uh, the Miami Heat one seventeen to one fourteen, winning Game One in overtime uh, over the Boston Celtics. That's that's a big win uh, for a Miami team that was kind of sitting around and waiting uh, for a few days here. Um, I know that the the Celtics are kind of expected, um, I think, to to be the victor. Obviously, I'm not a big uh, NBA guy, but but um, friend of the show, uh, Ernest Christian, uh, EJ, uh, Earnestly Speaking podcast. Um, he's a Heat guy, and he even picked uh, Boston in six. But I think that's a that's a big win uh, for the Miami Heat. And then Game Seven of the Western Conference Semifinals uh, at the uh, late in the first quarter, the Denver Nuggets up twenty four to twenty two over the Clippers. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers waiting for whoever wins. Uh, this uh, this game seven. So we'll keep uh, we'll kind of keep an eye on that. The finals uh, getting closer. Personally, uh, just like growing up a fan of like you know Magic versus Bird and all that. Like I would love to see a Lakers Celtics uh, final myself. Well, sure. Just for I just, think the league would love that. Absolutely, absolutely would. I think the league hopes the Clippers win tonight, so you get an all LA 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 yeah uh, conference LA. final, but. Uh, Miami seems like a lot of fun too, and I mean, from a league standpoint, I think they, the the league probably wants the Lakers to get into the finals because obviously with the unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant, which feels like forty years ago at this point, uh, but it happened in January of twenty twenty, um, and, and then obviously LeBron, you get LeBron, you either get the Lakers versus the Celtics or you get LeBron versus the Heat. Either versus way, Heat, yeah. either way, I think the NBA wins. Um, uh, in this one, but, uh, yeah, the, the Nuggets leading by two here, uh, late in the, uh, late in the first, any thoughts there, Sean, on the, uh, NBA? Yeah, I think the Nuggets and the the Clippers both pose similar problems, uh, you know, as far as like a threat to the, to the Lakers. I, I don't think they're much of one. Uh, I think the Clippers are kind of a better matchup against them, but, um, I, I think that, um, both of them are going to come out of this pretty tired and it's going to show. 
and I, and you know I think it sets up well for LeBron to to kind of lead that Lakers team uh, into the finals. Um, and normally I would say the Celtics, but um, if I was a, a you know if I wasn't a man filled with spite and if I wasn't um, you know a diehard anti-Boston just individual at heart. Uh, maybe I would neutrally just say, you know what, the Celtics are going to come back and win this. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think they are. I think they're just going to get stomped in the mouth um, the way they deserve. And um, I, I I also just – just the, the Heat are frustrating for a Philly fan as well because you got a Jimmy Butler down there, a guy that just came to Philadelphia with all this hype and he was going to play <laughs> around you know, with – with these, this up and coming team, and it was going to be this young, talented core, including Jimmy, but and he just could not find a home there. And he, he would throw tantrums and would quit and would run away and like got into fights with this guy and didn't like that guy. And uh, you know, it just it was not a good situation. It was very volatile. And now he's down there, and he's been in that situation before. It's not the first time that's happened. Sure, uh, goes down to Miami, gets a chance to kind of be a star if not the star and and has just really become a team player is listening to coaching is speaking well to the media and you're just watching it work um and the heat have kind of caught the league by storm and and i don't know um you know with a name like the heat i mean i guess it could be you know kind of a fire that keeps burning i I don't know how that works (laughs) uh it's hard to bet against them at this point so um I think it would be interesting, uh, like you said, as, as fun as it would be to see Lakers Celtics for a historical standpoint. I think from a LeBron-based perspective, the Heat could be just as fun, and and that's where I think it's going to end up. I'm going to take the Heat against the Lakers in the finals, uh, and I won't predict winner because I don't have to this week. We will get to do that next week. Absolutely. Um, the Braves currently beating the Orioles two nothing in the top of the eight. The Phillies uh, yep. up four to one on the Mets. Uh, Friend if there's anything, uh, anything to help with a slide, it's it's playing the Mets. A friend of ours, uh, you know, I think fraternity brother of yours, Justin, who works for uh, MLB production, yep. is in house uh, at Citizens he's Bank. The show, yeah. So that's uh, that's exciting uh, for him. First, one of the few people that gets to see live baseball in a stadium this summer. He's so. there, especially in Philly. Yeah, nobody's getting in. He's uh, he's there watching it from the. It's funny. Like I always wondered, why didn't they play around with the camera angles? Like they still kind of keep them in the. Yeah, uh, they they, they kind of just go. I mean, let's be honest. Baseball been. fans don't like change. That's so so give me give me give me production. You know, like I like the drone cam you get with the NHL and things. So, um, but I know that the league announced their uh, their 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 playoff um, scenarios. I got to get that up on the the, the show page, but. Um, they hope to have fans uh, at least late into the the playoffs. Some fans uh, in the stadiums, but uh, that'll remain uh, to be seen. Sean, anything else to add before we close up here? Well, I was going to add the Phillies. You know, had the had the whole thing going on. We had to stop that slide. Um, the Marlins really knocked us around for a couple of games, and uh, you know, we found ourselves right back down at five hundred ball. I'd like to see us head back north. So, you know, go Phils, ring the bell, and. Um, yeah, don't forget that uh, we've learned that sports is a privilege and football is a privilege. So uh, enjoy it. Be responsible. Wear a mask. Um, do whatever you have to do to keep you safe, keep everybody else safe. Uh, and Christ, just don't go out. Stay in and watch sports. It's back on. Yeah, it's it's all good. Uh, you can follow Sean, of course, at Sean Shine State. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Uh, but make sure you're following the show at Huddle Up Podcast. If you go to us on Facebook or Twitter, find the link tree. That'll get you everything. All of our... All of our Twitters, all of our social medias, they're right there. Subscribe to us uh, 
on the podcast feed, on the YouTube channel, and much more. Uh, make sure you are following our home network, of course, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. And until next time, next Tuesday, uh, stay safe, stay smart, enjoy the sports, and go for the win. Oh,